Hey, welcome to uh, Mall Life. Uh, this is Dave. And Don. Hey, and we're, uh, we're here to kick off another great discussion about uh, malls and everything they have in them. Don, what do you got going on this week that maybe uh, sparks some interest? Well, you know, it's um, coming up on Mother's Day. Oh, that's so uh, it's a busy time. I w- I've been at a mall this week, and it was hard finding a parking place out front, which is a good thing and a bad thing. But um, I liked it when when I uh, was running the mall. I don't like it when I'm shopping at the mall. But uh, <laughs> shopping is such an interesting uh, uh, sport for some. Others, it's a chore. And even though I was in this industry for 40-plus years, shopping was a chore for me. Not not a big fan uh, just if I want something, I go, I get it, I come back, and it's over. So, My you, were, wife, so you were still the quintessential male hunter. Abs- absolutely. Where it was go, hunt, kill, Ab- return home. Absolutely. Okay, very o- interesting. Only thing I ever hunted for in the, in the, in the mall were stories from retailers or oh. you know, the interaction <laughs> that you had to have, and most of it didn't have to do with sales. I do have a funny story, though. When I, when I uh, took over a mall in North Carolina one time, there was an anchor store there I was not familiar with, didn't have one before. My first day in the office, the the uh, department store manager came in the office and said, have you ever had, it was called Tallheimer's, he said, have you ever had a Tallheimer's store before? And I said, no. So he reached in his pocket, pulled out a credit card application, said, fill this out, write in birthdays, write in um, uh, anniversary dates, write, write in your wife's sizes, and he said, I'll be your personal shopper. When you want something, you just let me know and tell me, give me a budget. I'll call you when we get close to holidays and where you need to do things. And I mean, I was impressed because that is a that is an aggressive, but smart shopper. So I filled it out, and sure enough, so for all the time that we lived there, he would call me before whatever the event was, ask me how much I wanted to spend if I had anything in mind, and usually that answer was no. So I would go down there. He would have it picked, wrapped, and he'd have one on a hanger or one folded next to it, so I could see it before I took it home, just to make sure that. It would work. And uh, my wife thought I was a genius because, I mean, I'm bringing in stuff that she likes now, not stuff that, you know, I wasn't looking for the 75% off or the half off. This guy was picking the good stuff. And and, and he's probably, you know, you're pre-filling your, I mean, you're coming on with every major event you know, deck to the nines. Yeah, and and, and very, very comfortable with it. And I didn't hide it from my wife. I let her know that I had a partner in crime on this, and and it went well. So uh, that went on for years, and as as uh, I moved away from that property, unfortunately, I was left on my own. And uh, I have to tell you, I stumbled several several times. So during you that. didn't you didn't pick up any of the cues he was laying down. No, for not it so was much. Just too much of these. I remember one year I gave my wife uh, gift certificates for Christmas, and uh, I found out quickly that that was not what she was hoping for. And she said, "I just want to know that you took the time." that you went through, you thought about me, you picked up the things that you knew that I would like, and you bought those. It isn't the money, it's just that you took the time. To which I said, now wait a minute. All that time when we were in North Carolina and Dave was buying that stuff, you never complained about that. And choking back through the tears, she said, yeah, but he had great taste. So uh, <laughs> that sort of sort of took it away from me uh, there. So, so yeah. Stitch Fix or Nordstrom's whatever, the hot couture, yeah. you are not. No, I, I am funny. I am not. Uh, one time I did tell her that uh, for her birthday I'd take her shopping. And as it turned out, I was sick that night. I think I had a temperature of 120. Uh, it was I was near death. Well, we're, I, we're glad you're here with yeah, us today. Yeah, I, I should have been on an IV. <laughs> I should have been in an emergency room. But instead, because I had promised I would take her shopping, I took her shopping. So we were actually at my mall. We went to the first department store. She really didn't find what she liked. We'd hit a couple 
smaller stores and went down to the other department store. And my my uh, saying that I would shop with her just meant that I would stand there and not complain. Didn't mean that I would participate. I would just stand there. Your presence was That's right. requested. Yeah. If I if I needed to, I could nod, uh, and and I could do both up and down and sideways. But mostly, I was just leaning against a wall or a rounder, just waiting to die because I was sure I was going to die. <laughs> so we get to the to the second department store, and there's a guy going around there with this woman, and he's pulling stuff off the rack. He's holding it up. He's saying to her, "Oh, this would look good with your." these shoes or this would go with this outfit and you know my wife would look at me and she just had this look of disappointment on her face and she'd look over that other guy and she'd be smiling broadly and looking at him longingly and I was thinking yeah this isn't going well and I really wish I'd brought my radio because something was going on there he he was either having an affair and that wasn't his wife or, or something was something was not right there because that was that was not normal husband behavior there. Yeah. And uh, I, I wanted to call security and have him checked out. Actually, I wanted to have him thrown out. But uh, I did uh, resist the urge there. But my wife was very impressed with him. Well, you know, I'm kind of the opposite where, like, for me, I wouldn't look for myself. But I'd always keep eyes out for, like, the shoes or the cute dress. And, like, so for me, the windows at, like, Nordstrom or, you know, Dillard's or some big, you know, they have the pretty pretty dresses in the window or whatever and i wouldn't pay attention to the sales or anything but i'd be driving i'd be walking by during the mall walks and i'd be looking around and, and all of a sudden i'd be like oh well that that's a great dress that would look good on my wife so i'd buy it and then i'd just bring it home and surprise her or whatever hey i got you a new dress and that i would say in the course of my marriage that worked in the first half better than it has the second half because the first half it was like i was bringing her out of college and up to a a new design standard as we went better and better mall you know better better clientele uh, obviously, you know, Sears to Nordstrom is a different leap of money and style. Um, and then, you know, now, like, I think the last three Christmases, I've brought home, like, here's these three pairs of new shoes. And, and it's all like, uh, take it back, take it back, take it back, take it back. <laughs> so I've I've equally lost my touch, even if I had one eventually. Or, you know, so. Well, the mere fact you did this for a while and that you were on your game means that my wife can never listen to this this, uh, oh, yeah. this no, broadcast, yeah, podcast yeah. because yep. I'll be in trouble. Yeah, you know, after, that year after she said, if you had just taken the time, if I just knew that you went out. So that year, I did go out, and I spent uh, close to $7,000 on it for Christmas. Woo. I bought a diamond bracelet. I bought all these expensive things. And then I returned them all. And I put them all in a – I put all the receipts with the receipt where I bought it and the receipts where I returned it. I wrapped them up in a nice box, and I gave it to her for Christmas. And I said, I just want you to know that I went out and I thought about you. I picked out all these things for you, <laughs> but we really can't afford them. So I've returned them all. And she's going through the receipts, and she gets to the one on the tennis bracelet. She said, I would have at least liked to have seen that one. So, uh, yeah. so, yeah, so I told you yeah. it still didn't work for you. Yeah, so, you know, I, I just can't, I can't pick up on those subtle – Hints that come from my wife. And I, last week I said I was married 42 years. I said something to Joyce about it. And Joyce said it's 43. So obviously I'm trying to forget one of those years. I don't know what year it is, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of years, that's, a lot of years. That's, that's awesome. Well, but I think going back to your, your retailer, I mean, how brilliant. The first day he meets you, he gets you to fill a credit card app, which was the real win here because that, that goes on a corporate report for those right. retailers. So he got a closure there. Plus he got – all those important dates he could bump you about. I mean, that's just a great retailer. That's yeah. brilliant. Well, I'm sure that uh, I, I would imagine he probably told his boss. He said, "You know, you know what I did today? This guy didn't have." And it was it was a great move. 
you, you know, I, I said a minute ago, I didn't pick up on some of the subtle things my wife was sending out. Uh, in, in, in 43 years, and especially at the beginning, we said in an earlier one that we were married after four months. One of the things that shocked me the most after we got married was how long it took Joyce to get ready in the morning. And uh, on the uh, second or third day of the honeymoon, she claims that at 4 o'clock I reached over, nudged her, and told her to get up and start getting ready because I knew it was going to take two or three hours. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't used to this kind of a, of a lag time before that's you went awesome. through. On so, the honeymoon. That's, on the honeymoon. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. Not, not my fi- But believe it or not, that's not the worst thing about that. So fast forward about six months, we're waiting to go somewhere. I'm waiting for her, waiting for her. And she comes out of the bedroom and... Uh, she looked nice, but my first comment to her is, you know, I only see about 15 minutes worth of improvement. Big Ooh. mistake, big mistake. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, not- yeah I'll, I'll never be giving marriage advice. Yeah, well, uh, hey, good Good news, a mall life is not about marriage yeah, life. That's so right. that's, that's good, because, yeah, no, those those sound like fighting words on, on, on all fronts. Yep. You know, well, and, you know, to... to to get some interesting on the the marriage front, I remember uh, I was joking with my brother just recently, and uh, my youngest brother just got married, actually, of, of all things. And so him and my brother were talking, and we're all talking together, and he goes, he goes, just a word of advice, two tubes of toothpaste. And then he's like, and I'll leave it at that. So, so there you go. There's the, other, there's the other advice. You know, over the years, I've seen other people that suffer from the same disease I have, which is not being too terribly clever. And well, oh, I thought the, you were going to say foot and mouth. Yeah, that's, foot, okay no, that's, yeah, that's, that's true, totally too. Fine. Yeah. But I used to love working guest services, especially during busy times of the year, to hear what kind of questions people are asking when they're coming up. Sometimes I'd actually go with them and walk through the mall. If, I mean, when I say I don't like to shop, I knew what stores had what products, and if they came in and said we're looking for such and such, sometimes if it wasn't terribly, terribly busy, I'd walk with them. I'd ask them questions about the mall, what they thought about the mall. You know, you just sort of build a rapport as you go through. Yeah, I, lo- I love that connection. That's yeah. a great connection. Yeah, my, my uh, young youngest daughter actually got her music teacher that way in that I saw this lady carrying all these bags out on uh, Black Friday and she's dragging just bag after bag of toys and I said can I help you she said yeah and I went and got a flat cart and took the the stuff out to her car and she said who are you and I introduced myself and I said I'm the mall manager she said why are you doing this I said you needed help so I said what do you do and she said I'm a music teacher my daughter was looking for a new music teacher and my daughter finished out her her not only taking her lessons there, but she started teaching with her. So it was a, it was wow. a, a match made in heaven. But I was working one day during Christmas, and, and this is before the uh, gift cards were plastic, and you know you loaded them. They were paper, and you you, you hand wrote the it was date that on dot them. printer, right? We had to, yeah, you had to rip off the sides and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. and then totally you put good. it in, and you had to emboss it, you know. And and uh, this guy came up one day. It was December twenty third. I'll never forget it. And he said, "Can you write any date I want on that gift certificate?" And I said. Yeah, I mean, within re- I'm not going to write something four years you know, earlier, but yeah. And I said, why? And he said, uh, I don't want her to think I waited to the last minute to pick her up something. <laughs> so I said, okay. I said, how much time with you? And he said, $25. And I said, sir, she's going to be madder about the amount than the date. And so we bought a $100 gift certificate. Oh. So it was, it, he could have also punched me in the mouth too. It could have gone either way. But as it was, uh, I think I saved the man's marriage. Because I think if you go home with a twenty-five dollar gift certificate for, 
for the love of your life and yeah, probably you're, the you're, mother of your children. Yeah, and, you're, you're, yeah. Based on his age and probabilities here. Yeah, you're, you're, you're I, I, yeah. I, 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 if I didn't save his life, I at least gave him a few more good years. Yeah, now, whether yeah. or not he, yeah, he, didn't, you know, he didn't. You have to burn one of those cat lives. He's, yeah. he's, he's whether, okay. whether or not he learned enough to take it forward after that, I don't know because I haven't, I haven't learned too much for myself. But uh, it, it was a great time at Guest, guest Services. Well, and, and you got, you're, you're spot on because you know what's funny is the right before holiday, it was the favorite time to stand at Guest Services because Guest Services th- at that time was really, it was a noun. It was a place, mm-hmm. right? You went to Guest Services. Mm-hmm. It wasn't merely an action. It was, it was a place. And I remember as an AGM, one of my training duties, they were like, hey, it's Christmas Eve. You go stand there and work the afternoon because we've got we're busy and you know I have an A in front of my name so go stand there. So I remember going there, and I remember getting you know watching the mall traffic, which is just plain fun. So I love going and just people watching because it's great. Um, and you go to some great centers, it's even more fun. But I'm there at the guest services desk. I'm answering questions, and then like it rolls like you know the mall closes at six, so it rolls around five o'clock. Mall's really starting to start to peter out. The families are starting to get out. You know, the last of those who want to run off and skitter to Santa, you know, to get the last Santa approach. And then I just noticed, like, all of a sudden, everyone coming into the mall are, like, all between 40 and 55. They're all male. They're all not with anybody else. So they're all coming in, and they're all looking like deer in the headlights. And they're coming <coughs> up. And they're coming up to me, and they're going, uh, I need... Jewelry, lingerie, a card, chocolates, or a teddy bear, and it was like those were the five things. And you could just look across the court from where Senate, where the where customer service was, and 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 uh, you could look across from where center court was, and and you would see like the jewelry store guy like prepping like ho 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 come on over here buddy like and you could just see him walk in like oh do you know what size your uh, your wife's finger is and of course these guys walking in on the 24th at this time don't so like well would you say the hand's larger or smaller than my compatriot over here <laughs> oh definitely larger okay well we're going to give you a smaller ring because you can tell your wife that you thought she had dainty right. hands, and they would sell them this, you know, thousand dollar ring because it's like, well, you came in, this is all I got left, you know, and so they would take the ring home, and then you bring her back in to size it up for her. And man, they must have gotten so many sales, but it was all the same during the headlights. They'd show up, and it's just like, uh, do you know where? And it's like you just give them to me, like, hey, Victoria's Secret's down there, Hallmark's down there. The jewelry stores, I have three to choose from. You can take your pick. The K's has this beautiful opportunity this year. And you're just over there, you know, licking their chops. And it's like, and the chocolate store's downstairs. <laughs> it's like, and goodbye. Here you go. And man, but it was just, it was almost the same question every time. It was just deer in the headlights. It was awesome to see the complete conversion from families and moms to all of a sudden just single dads. I remember one of the last years that I actually managed them all before I moved into to the management role. Uh, it was... Um, Valentine's Day and the internet went down. Oh. So none of the stores could run their credit cards or anything. And I mean, there was panic. And of course, the stores were not happy about the loss of sales. So they're on the phone calling other stores, trying to run credit cards through there. I mean, it really slowed down the process, though. But you're right. When you got down to that, to that uh, money no longer becomes the object. I mean, these are people who are fighting for survival. They know if they don't take something <laughs> death, home. Death comes for us all. <laughs> That's yeah. right. So they, they would do anything. It couldn't have been a worse time for the, for the uh, Internet to go, to go down. You know, it, it's funny. We were talking about guest services. Um, and this goes back. It's, it's more of a story detail. 
uh, security deep story, but years ago, uh, I had a mall, and, and uh, a lot of the stores would only have one or two people in there working at a time. It wasn't. It was on. It was on a, a very steep uphill growth in sales. But you know they have to balance hours with sales, and so a lot of the stores would only have one or two people in. And one of the things that came up in talking to tenants was it was really tough to call security when you have someone in there that you're concerned about. You're the only one there. You know you don't want to pick up a phone where they can hear it, especially these small stores. Yeah, literally and go, say to the customer, yeah. "Hi, this person right in front <laughs> yeah. of me is really angry yeah. and I'm nervous." That's right. Yeah. So uh, I came up with this clever idea, and I said, you know, we don't have anyone in the office named, I don't remember what the name was, but let's say Pat. So if you have a security problem, and we pass this out to all the tenants, just call guest services and say, you know, this is Don from such and such store. Is Pat there? And we know then to send security, and we talked about before, security did not actually go in and stop loss prevention, but they'd go stand outside the door. They'd give you support. Right. And, or come in and stand next to you, ask how you're doing. Right. Or give a presence. Right. And so, uh, you know, it worked well. worked great. And I was patting myself on the back for my clever idea, because at that time I didn't know of anyone else who was yeah, doing really, it. Quite brilliant. And I thought, boy, I really am uh, brilliant. So uh, I was working during Christmas. It's busy. We're trying to sell gift certificates. You know, people are coming up. Phone rings. I pick up the phone. And they go, this is Sally from whatever. Is Pat there? And I said, we don't have a Pat. Hung up the phone. Phone rang a couple seconds later. I picked up the phone again. Oh, and no. she said, this is sad. And I said, I'm sorry, we don't have a patter. Hung up the phone because I was helping another customer. And the phone rang a third time. And she said, what name are we supposed to use to get security to come down? It's like, ooh, oh, that is the right name. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I yeah. Just I'm going to fire that guy that was answering the phone yeah. earlier. But He's we'll toast. Take, yeah. So uh, my, the, the idea only works if everybody follows the rules. And, and I, I broke my own rule well, there. Well, and the best I, part was security knew what that would be if she had called oh. security. But she called customer service. And you were there and, and answering the phone because you wanted to help. And yeah, yeah, not my finest moment. Yeah, but, that, uh, that's fine. That's but it, it was a great idea, just executed poorly. Well, you know, yeah. Well, yeah. So that, yeah, you know, it's just trying to keep keep all the all the balls in the air and not drop any of them. I mean, that's kind of the fun of Christmas and even working the guest services or watching the food court. I mean, you know, I remember some retailers where you'd watch them and like in food court in particular, like you have, you know, it might be 10 seconds to, to capture that sale. You know, like when you're sitting there, watch people and they'll go up and they'll look at the menu. That menu has got to be crystal clear. Like the picture's got to be good or the, or the description has to be good because it's like, mm, nope. And you move on. Right. So I remember just watching a couple of guys where it's like, you could you could see the line for Panda Express, you know, for example, or Subway, and it was a long line. And even though it was long, it would stay constant because they were working that line really fast, really fast, really fast. And but then you'd watch other guys in the food court, and it's just like you know they do the one order, and then they'd wait, and they do another order, and then they'd wait. And it's like people are coming up, and you could just see them walk, look at the menu, look at the line. Nope, move on. And so there's a lot of lost sales, and the good tenants really understood it. Um, I was even talking to one of my one of my mentors, and he he would share examples. He was a kind of a marketing old school marketing guy with in Iowa and a couple of different malls. Eventually made it to Denver area, but he would tell stories where he's like one of the strategies, if you had kind of a lull in your line, was to if you knew you had kind of a go to favorite person, you would give them a an all star thing and say, hey, today it's on the house. But you have to agree to one thing. 
you need to take my stuff that I'm going to give you, and I need you to walk around the entire food court before you sit down. And so, you know, your regular is like, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. So this one, the guy, my, my buddy used this story where it was, he was teaching me about how this could work. And we were watching this food court and he was teaching me. And he says, so this guy specifically was a dessert, you know, ice cream sundaes kind of thing. So he had one of his regulars come and he had no line. And he gave him this, you know, ice cream sundae, beautiful structure, you know. And he's got this on his tray. And sure enough, he walks around the 400 seats in the food court, you know, and before he sits down. And wouldn't you know, within like two minutes, he's got like a 10 person line at his food court establishment. He's just doing sale, 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 sale. And then it starts to calm back down. So he just repeats it. And it's just a brilliant tactic. But it's interesting how retailers have to adapt just in, and the food uses specifically, like it's the smell of the Mrs. Fields cookies or the pretzels. I mean, heck, in, in every mall I've been in, pretzels just mint money because it's the smell just brings you in and you're there and it's something salty and yet cheesy and you're pepperoni or sausage or whatever and you're all in a pretzel and just sells, sells like mad but it's interesting the different um, senses that the the food retailers specifically have to use to kind of capture sales it's interesting to watch well you know you were talking about that and it, it brought me back i was trying to attract a retailer uh, a restaurateur who had freestanding units i wanted to come in the, and uh, sell in the food court and he mostly did wings and, and sort of finger food and i sat with him in the food court on three uh, lunch times uh, two during the week and on the weekend and he told me what he was looking for which he would time how quickly people moved through lines and you know one of the great things about a panda or if it's pizza or whatever is they can keep the product coming quick enough you know that it there's there's really no lull in it because it's you know it's it, it, yeah you're it's, firing yeah, all symbols yeah. boom, boom, and, boom, and boom. uh you know some of these you'd watch them move through you know 10 times the number of people that it would take one person to take an order somewhere else. And then one of the things that we notice is, you know, if it was Chinese, they, you know, do you want an egg roll? They were doing that upsell. Do you boom, want soup? Boom, boom. And that, and it was fascinating to watch that. When I start looking at it, how he was saying it, it just made so much more sense. And ultimately he decided not to come in because he couldn't compete with that because often they have small windows where they have to, you know, they make their, their days in, you know, probably three or four hours. You got to have two hours at lunch. And if you have a, if you have a, a busy week or a, evening or weekend you know you got to try to get those sales because it's not like people start eating we, we made food courts open the same time as everyone else and you know not too many people come in at 10 o'clock and go mm, i'm gonna have some chinese or yeah. i'm gonna eat i'm ready for my time hey, yeah, let's right. throw it down 10 a.m yeah, let's so, do it but they also use that time for prep time and to get ready so it, it makes sense but uh, it it was interesting to watch that uh, it also reminded me of a story my brother came to visit once and uh, we had a uh, old country buffet out in the parking lot and we'd gone there to eat and the ice cream machine or the yogurt machine one wasn't working i forget which one it was and they had just taken the handles off they didn't put up a sign or anything but just pulled the, just just pulled pulled the, the lever hand. so you couldn't do it well, and weird. i'm watching people walk up there and they're looking at this trying to figure out what what do i do and of course there is nothing to do because there's no lever to pull so i went over to whichever machine it was working and I filled up a big bowl of ice cream or yogurt, and then I would stand in front of the one that wasn't working until I got a line behind me, and then I would turn around. They'd see this big bowl of whatever, and people behind it, they're touching everything on that, trying to figure out how to open. I, I find my humor, it, it's pretty easy to keep me amused. Just but it was with just, everybody. Yeah, just but he got it. How come he got it, and I didn't get it, so... Yeah, I, I'm easily amused. But <laughs> it, it was all the great things. Those are the things that, 
you know, uh, the fun part of the job wasn't what you did in the office. It wasn't the numbers. It was dealing with the people. It was dealing with the customers. And, and you know, you even get angry ones, too, that don't, don't, uh, don't work out. Uh, if, you know, if they have trouble in the stores, they come to you. And, and you don't have a lot of authority about what you can do. But, you know, sometimes, you know, regional managers or sometimes, you know, you try to, to help smooth it out. But uh, one day I was in the office in the morning, and it was shortly after opening, and this lady and her daughter came in. And uh, they were pretty upset, and I went out, and I found out they were walking by a storefront, and uh, the 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 uh, the contractor who was building out the storefront was supposed to stop at 10 o'clock. And it's because of noise and fumes and everything else. And this contractor had gone past 10 o'clock, and he was ba- uh, spraying a certain type of paint called Zolotone. And it oversprayed, and it got on this lady's uh, coach purse and on a leather jacket. And they came in the office. They were obviously upset. And this was one of my favorite contractors of all times. And, I mean, I'm talking to her, and I said, you know, I'm really sorry. They're, they're very upset. Contractor happened to be close by, his office was, and I called him, and I said, you need to come over and fix this. He came over, and he handled it like a champ. I mean, he did everything that you'd want him to do. He said, you know, I'll try to get this cleaned. I'm so sorry. You know, let me – I'll buy you a new one if we can't get it to your liking. And I think he might even bought him a gift certificate. And all this time I was standing there talking to him, this uh, the lady's daughter who was there, um, you know, talking to her. And she was just a senior in high school. She was looking for a job, and I ended up hiring her for customer service. So she came in angry. She came in upset, and uh, in, instead, I got an employee out of it who ended up staying for like two years. It was incredible. Wow! So, and and the contractor just it cemented my relationship with him and how much I liked him because of the way that he handled that. And he was at fault. He knew it. There was there was no denying hey. it. We screwed up. You know, they should and, have a sign that says "Overspray happens." Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I'm sure they weren't too happy when they went by oh, and they sure. came through. So, yeah. I mean, they 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 had every they have every right to be complain to complain. So, no, it's a good it's a good complaint. But the, but that customer, you know, but you know, and heck, one of your retailers probably got a sale or, or something else anyway because of because of it. And you know, I mean, I remember. You know, escalators are the bane of existence, oh. too. I mean, you know, we put on brush, brush guards to help protect the sides, and we try to keep them, you know, we, we do keep to all developers, I think, that I've seen have done a great job of maintaining them and doing those things. But it's interesting to see, you know, people get on, and, you know, there was a lady one time that the, you know, the boho long skirts were really in trend, you know, the ones that dra- draped all the way down to the floor. And I remember watching the footage, you know, because the lady came and said, my, my skirt's been torn by your thing, and I'm watching it, and she gets on, no big deal, rides up, and right as she look, leaves to get off the escalator, you know, the, the thing's dragging on those stairs, it just catches, and it basically eats the bottom inch of her boho dress, you know. And it's, there's just sometimes the complaints come, and you're just like, well, I, I don't know how I could have stopped that, but, uh, you know, gladly, well, where did you buy the dress? Oh, you bought it at Ann Taylor. We love Ann Taylor. Here you go. Have a nice, have a nice day. My wife used to work at a bank that uh, was in a, a mall, and she had a view of the escalators, and she saw a person coming down, leaning against the rail. Somehow, her pants got caught in the handrail, and when she got down to the bottom, the lady had to hop out of her pants because it was pulling her down. So, oh, uh, awesome! Yeah, the escalators. That's uh, the reason for an emergency stop button. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll say this about escalators. Uh, they're only as good as the person working on them. Yeah. And uh, this isn't, you know, we were talking about doing a segment maybe on, on contractors and that, but I had, a, I had a guy that was so good that he, he lived close by. 
he shopped at the mall. If he was there on Saturday or Sunday with his wife and he saw something wrong, he'd go home and get his tools and come back. Oh, that's awesome. He left the company that we were using. We switched companies to stay with that individual because this was a guy who understood customer service, understood how important it was. Escalators, they're they're very safe. I mean, I I don't think I've ever had an accident, a serious accident, where somebody wasn't doing something on it they shouldn't have been. Uh, And and with that said, there have been some bad accidents. But usually if you're holding the handrail, you're facing forward, you're not doing something, you know. And for anyone who's listening who did something right and something happened, I apologize. But 99% of the time, you're jumping up and down, you're running backwards. You know, we, we've all seen yeah. the things that yeah. they do. On those you watch things. the teams watch run up because run up, it's, it's cool, right? It's a moving staircase and you can run in place. It's kind of fun. Well, that's one of the funny things uh, over time as YouTube became more of a big issue. You know, there's more and more people trying to do things that oh, are outrageous. Planking? Do you remember the planking yeah, yeah. phenomenon where you yeah. – Sit at the bottom and it spins you on the yeah that was that was a big deal before I uh, before YouTube I had a mall that had a couple ponds in it and there were people that would always get in the pond and splash around and run out and this this is before YouTube but we we got smart enough to realize that when we got a call that someone was in the pond rather than go directly to the pond we went upstairs because the person filming it would be upstairs and they were easier to catch oh. <laughs> and then you could find out who it was they're, they're so hyper focused we're not having to chase someone who might slip on tile or do anything downstairs we just go up find out get the video you know they'll, right. they'll usually give them yeah. up and it, it it's funny i came out of my office one day and there was this guy throwing quarters down on the on the floor below and he was just—he thought he was being funny. Just throwing quarters. Just throwing quarters. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, I went over, tapped him on the shoulder, and I introduced myself. I said, "I'd like to invite you to go home for the rest of the day. You can come back when you, when you, you know, can behave." And he didn't give me any lip. I walked him out to the door. I wasn't mad, but I just said, "You know, people can get hurt from that." My wife was teaching school then, and she came home the next day, and she said, "You're not going to believe this, but you threw out one of my, one of my students." And I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "Well," she said. He said, uh, what's the chances that your father threw me out of your father? Your husband threw me out of the mall. And Joyce goes, well, based on that question, I'm guessing 100%. <laughs> and so he, I didn't know who he was. but obviously Based on the last name and the yeah, probability here. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of it is just kids being kids. and But, but still, you, you try to maintain uh, control. And, you know, not everybody appreciates it. With, with that said, we've also... Uh, you know, we've seen prom invites. We actually had someone get married in the mall once uh, at, at our at yeah. our request. Uh, you know, I, I I told the story earlier that the lady who got me into the business, uh, she offered to let me get married in the mall and uh, that they would pay for it. My wife said, uh, not only no, but she might have added some other words in front of the no. So we didn't <laughs> do it. So later, when I was over a mall, we decided for Valentine's Day, we had people submit to get married in the mall. And... Uh, Clever. Oh, no, big mistake. Big oh, mistake. big mistake. <laughs> big huh? mistake. Most of the people, it was like, no, 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 no. Not what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of reasons, no, 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 no. But we did fit, pit a, pick a couple, and uh, we had our, our uh, event planner come in, and they, they took the center of the mall and transformed it into something looking not like a mall, but there was – uh, there were some statues up, and there was a lot of draping. It, is it Venus de Milo that has the arms missing? But it's a, it's could, a. Yeah. It could be the Venus. Uh, yeah, the Greek statue. Yeah. I know everyone knows the one you're talking about. So yeah. This this uh, this person getting married, his uh, mother-in-law 
or a stepmother came in, saw that statute and said, she's nude, you can't get married in front of that. So we had to drape that before the wedding to, to go through. So, I mean, drape, drape an old work of art. Yes, a, yes. Considered so, a classic. Yes, but, yes. Uh, okay. So, uh, you know, you'd, and I went home, I hugged my wife that night, and I kissed her like I probably hadn't kissed her in the last year, and I said, thank you. And she said, what for? I said, for not allowing me to marry you in the mall, because why would I have done that? This but, is crazy. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Well, we, I've had, I've had uh, people who went on their first date to the mall, and then came back and asked for, uh, we actually did a custom bench once with, uh, I don't even remember the two people's name, like Brian and Whitney or something. But it was like, Brian and Whitney, whatever year it was, and we actually put the plaque on a bench, which was the bench they sat on for their first date, because clearly we hadn't moved the bench in that many years. So we dedicated that bench to them in front of this restaurant, and then on the day he was going to ask her to marry him, he came back, they sat on that bench, she looked at the plaque, you know, tear, 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 and then popped the question. So that was actually pretty fun because we, I think we even gotten that on video for a little bit, but it was kind of just a fun, it was a fun way to co- connect with the community in a way that right. that was cool. And they had double memories now, like the first date memory, and it obviously gone well enough in time that they could come back and then have the actual proposal but they didn't end up getting married at my mall though i probably should have suggested that at the time i never thought of it well you know um, we we've talked about it. there's millions of people going through there's millions of good stories and if you think about it uh, you know i met my wife in a mall uh, i i've had other people that i've worked for and with where they met their spouse in a mall i mean it especially years ago that was where you met people i mean it was just it, it was it was a common place i and think so, i think you know just the fact that I mean, you look at our, you look at the malls that are that are out there. I mean, there's still so many first-time job holders, uh, you know, graduated from high school, first-time key holders uh, in college still, or you know, moving up the retail ranks. There's still, I mean, three, four, five thousand people that work at a mall, and varies obviously by size and demographics. But but you still have a, a city's worth of people that live and breathe and are at the mall and you know if, if you're if you're of the right age or the right disposition or 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 single you know the it does uh does open up the prospects when you can meander through and be like oh i like that blouse oh yeah i just work at uh you know the menswear store and you're like oh yeah come on by it's like oh do you want a jamba juice it's like you know that's an easy intro when you're thinking about jamba juice and dairy queen no you were a cheap date i was uh <laughs> i was a cheap date we had a uh, one of the things we and we both talked about this at various times one of the nice thing about the job is you're not stuck behind a desk there you never know what's going to happen any day everything you know there's most of it is is fun there are some terrifying days in there but we had a, a u.s congressman visiting uh, one of the malls that we had in upstate new york and one of my favorite questions asked people what was your first job and when he was going to college he sold uh, shoes i think it was for stride right and he said that uh, he actually made more money selling shoes than what he did his first year as an engineer because he was a good salesman he said if he saw a lady walking in with two kids his goal was to sell nine pairs of shoes a play a, a, a school and a dress pair of shoes church pair of shoes for to the kids and on the mom he'd go for the same type of things and he was paid commission so he made he made good money on it and i thought this is amazing this is a congressman who tells me that this was his first job in in the mall and uh, we've we've had uh, o- over the years i've met many people who you know their 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 first job was working somewhere uh you know in in retail and and Years and years ago, I quit apologizing for retail jobs. You know, everyone wants the high-paying high, high paying tech jobs. Everyone wants the, 
the uh, medical, you yeah. know. But but those jobs sort of come and go. But the sales tax dollars generate it. The 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 uh, employment opportunities that come from it. It's uh, a lot of people owe the, owe their start, if you will, to what happened in, in in a mall and the job they had, and the smart ones learn a lot during it. I mean, yeah, it's not just a collect a check and and be a body or fog a mirror, as I say, but it's but it's uh, learning learning the the art of it. In fact, that's that's some of the stuff I love is is the good managers that you would meet because there's just a lot of personalities, and you know, and some are cuckoo for cocoa puffs, but some of them are really dialed in i mean i remember there was a guy named mark that i just i loved and uh actually one of your favorite stores buckle of all places but uh he he just knew his stuff like we would talk jeans but not just jeans at buckle we would talk jeans at gap and jeans at american eagle and jeans at pack sun and he would go he could he could tell me all the little details of jeans and why they're winning or they're losing or oh man this is where they're missing the boat on it and and we'd have these kind of existential gene conversations which is hilarious because you're like we're talking about genes you know how the how it shapes the butt how it doesn't shape the butt how it falls how it doesn't fall and but he knew all these different business pieces of it that were just always so intriguing i always enjoyed good retailers when you're meeting them and talking shop and they get it like they get the the storefront rotations or the or the you know how to how to upsell or bring it in or how to complete the outfit while talking to you so it doesn't feel pushy, but also to make you feel great about being you because oftentimes it's just I'm trying to help you look amazing or feel amazing or give you that that result not just solve the problem or just sell the crap I have on the shelf. It was really designed about that. And I, I love some of those great great guys. And I can't remember if I told the story in the podcast because I tell so many stories all the time, but when our buckle store was coming in, we'd never had a buckle store before. We went to a merchant meeting before the store opened. I took the buckle manager. Like I said, the store hadn't opened yet. We were sitting at the table with my J.C. Penney manager, and he said to her, I'm not familiar with your store. What can you tell us about your store? And she said, oh, we sell all the brands that Nordstrom's does, but we offer great customer service. Ooh, and I mean, nailed it. Yeah, yeah, that was a drop-the-mic moment. He tried hiring her. I was so impressed with her that I went and bought uh, stock in Buckle, and then I called the district manager and said, I just want you to know I just bought stock in your company because of this manager and told what the story was and she was a district manager before long and hmm. and uh, but but you know the the ones that get it and there it's a lost art now i think with all the texting and with you know with with being able to communicate without looking at people and and, and reading the room and understanding what's going on that uh, it's a lost art and those people that get it i can remember when when uh, i can remember walking into the food court and no one was talking to anybody. Everybody was on their phone, either watching something or texting something, and they're across from someone. And you know, the, instead of paying attention to them, they're paying attention to the electronic device. I'm not sure it's gotten any better. No, I think I think I I joke with my teenagers that it's uh, you're alone together. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and they're texting the person next to them instead of check this y out watch this video yeah See that? it's yeah. like man yeah. I, I don't get it you know uh, i said reading the room is such an important thing when you're in retail and understanding and one one afternoon uh, i was at working late and i got a call from a, a tenant and this was a this was a tenant that i'd helped the young man get a job uh, uh, he had i knew his family he was looking for a job and i said oh go down and apply and uh it was at a mattress store that used to sell and still does sell in malls 
And I said, it's actually a great place to work. The commissions are good. You know, go down and good you know, product, right? Good, you know, good place. And, yeah. and he had the gift of gab. He was very good at this. So I said, I think you'll like it. So he went down, applied for the job, got the job. He'd been there about a month. I get a call one night, and 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 when I told him to go there, I said, I have one of those beds. I love it. I think it's a great product. You know, I think it'll be an easy sell. So he called and he said, uh, Mr. Pod, he said, I think I have a problem. I said, what's that? And he said, well, this older gentleman and a young woman came in and they were looking for a bed. And uh, he said, they're walking around. He said, I could tell the woman wanted to ask me something. I wasn't sure what it was, but he finally, she finally separated him from her husband and said, I have to ask you a question. And he said, yes. And he said, what's it like to make love on one of these beds? And Ooh, that's said, a yeah, that's a rather yeah. uh, rosy and, question. And he said, I, "I don't know. I'm not married. I I, I have no. You know, I, and he was stuttering, stuttering. He said, but the mall manager has one. You can call him and ask him. So she's his number. <laughs> yeah, he had given her my number. So he called and told me. And like I said, they were family friends. I thought it was pretty funny. Sure enough, a couple days later, the lady called me, and I. I got a little flustered too, and I said, I have no complaints. Uh, I said, uh, as long as your love making doesn't involve any sharp objects, I think you'll be fine because this was one of those adjustable beds. And I said, but if you want to call my wife, you can call her too. So, um, you know, anything you can do to help the retailer make a sale, and that's 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 what I say. So that is that is uh, over and beyond for what I would say. That's hilarious because, I mean, obviously a, a fairly youthful manager who isn't married, you know, and obviously yeah. hasn't has had this bed for that particular thing and is going, oh, oh no, how do I, how do I answer this question? I wonder if they went back and changed something in the training manual yeah. for how it goes. Yeah. If you ask this, answer this way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, here's, well, the, it's here's all, the right it's answer good, for that. It's all good based on how you adjust the bed. You're yeah, welcome. That, that's you know, right. You know, that's there's right. a way to spin that. <laughs> you know, the, the other thing, too, is over time you get to find out which managers are your best managers. And I, I we, we used to laugh. I can't remember her name now. But we helped her get four different jobs because when new retailers would come in, you know, they'd ask us questions. they go, you got any really good managers out there? And you know, mm, yeah, someone still has one, a good one. And, and she just kept moving. Moving up the ranks, she'd get picked up by the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. And, and I mean, she made a good living at it because she was that good. But we could what, we could track sales rise and fall based on the people that were running the store. And, oh, yeah. and you've got to have a strong manager that instills the right um, uh, sales techniques, just customer service. You know, a, a lot of times just keeping the store clean and straight. Yeah, the, the and, cobwebs on the storefront, you know, because you only looked inside, you didn't mm-hmm. look outside, or whether your signs lit up or not. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, like I said, it. it uh, I, I liked being on the real estate side more than I like being on the sales side, but to be able to dabble in it a little bit was was very enjoyable in it, and uh, I, I really enjoyed it, and it was great to see those who were good at it, and I've got many more stories about uh, people that uh, did a great job of, of. Uh, uh, not only being strong salespeople, but training teams to, to, to make sales happen. At, at one time I had, I was collecting more money from a sunglass store who had four stores in the mall than I was from Gap Ooh. because he, he understood sales. He understood how to build a, and uh, we, just, we just gave him a lot of locations in the mall. Well, and, and if you got the right salespeople, we got the right salespeople, you got the right uh the right mindset like you said the right training and they're good just good people good 
customer service. I mean, it goes a long way, and it creates the brand and yep. and the following, which is which is good. And sunglasses are great markup, so you know you can't can't be bad about that yep. at all. Yeah, I mean, on the reverse side, you know, I, I had a retailer who uh, happened to sell swords, and which is you know as part of the mix of stuff. And uh, one day, he, uh, the manager got so mad that uh, these two or three juvenile kids, you know, came in and tried to steal stuff from him. And so they're running out of the store. Well, what does he grab? He doesn't call security. He just grabs a sword. And so down the middle of my concourse, he's got two hands on a on a samurai sword running down after these kids. Come back with my stuff. Ah, you know? And we're all just going like, are we seeing what we think we're seeing? Luckily, these swords are dull. I mean, they're dull, but like the kids don't know that. They just see a very angry manager running with a samurai sword down the mall at him. So needless to say, he got his stuff back. Yeah. But... We also had to have a lot of other conversations post that about like, wow, well, that was um, that was good because you got your stuff back, but uh, bad because, well, we used a sword. And it could it could end badly. And it could end very, very That's badly. Right. Very badly. Yeah, I can think of some markets where that could be dangerous from the word get-go, just yeah. from, the, from well, the time you walked out of the door with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the old saying: "Never bring a knife to a gunfight." Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, yep. there's some markets where where the sword seems really like a great idea until it's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, retailers are fun. I think the the people watching is just it's a hoot uh, in the malls, and uh, I'm looking forward to more stories in the future with you, just because I think there's there's some more to tell where where you can just find out some of the ingoings. In and heck, I mean, even in the Paul Blart movie, you had you know the fight scene over the things, and and I'll tell you what. I, I've seen whole whole doors to the mall get ripped off because we had an extra Wii to give away on a hot, you know, Black Friday giveaway at midnight or two a.m. And it's like, well, the the customers can be crazy, and and we can we can all we can all kind of band together as retailers and property managers and and the mall community and, and find find these ways. Well, I hope people continue to use the malls for their intended purpose, which is to come in and shop and meet people in there and people watch and people watch. Thanks, and we'll catch you next time.